Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are ours and ours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Hello, good day, or good evening, whichever it may be for you. As you can tell, I'm your host, P-Dubs, and welcome to the first episode of Diz After Dark, the Disneyland edition. No, we're not going down that line, we're really not. But you may be wondering why Nick isn't here. Um, We have given him the night off. Um, We had a little bit of a conversation revolving around Disneyland comes up every so often for us, but we don't really touch base on it a lot, um, and we kind of felt that we, we'd quite like to do something, and so a couple of us sat down, our, what I would consider our Disneyland and California experts on the on the team, the, the guys that have been been over there multiple times, um, and just kind of sat down and thought, maybe we might just do like a beginner's guide to, to Disneyland and California. So... I'll, I'll start by introducing those guys that we, we sat down with. So, so your friend and my friend, first of all, Mr. Paul Dolan. Hello there. Good evening. Experts uh, are stretching it a bit, but... Well, <laughs> we have to say we're something. We know enough we? to be dangerous. Yeah. And, and, of course, our Halloween Horror Nights expert, who, who will obviously be in his element for, for what will be a second part of, of this show... Um, of course, the the talented Mr. Ripley. Ah, good evening, good evening, Pauls. How are you? Doing good. Good, good, good. So, as I said, we we kind of sat down and and looked at this, um, and and put it out there. In fact, we put it put it out to our listeners about what they wanted wanted to hear, and and really we were we were quite taken back by the by the response. I think we we got quite a few questions in from from our listeners. Um, I know, Chris, you got some in from the guys that follow you on, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the end, it actually became, we were getting a lot of questions about Disneyland, but we also got a lot of questions about Universal and, and Los Angeles and California in general. So we've actually decided that we're going to split this into two episodes. So obviously we're here on Dis After Dark. We're, we're going to do Disneyland on its own. I think that takes up the, the bulk of it. But we will be back on Universal After Dark um, somewhere in the near future to, to discuss Universal and, and LA in general. Um, so I think we're going to make a start. But before we do that, we do have to start the show, as we always do, with what is everybody drinking? So let's start. Chris, let's go with you tonight. I am drinking... Until I buy some more, my final brown bottle of Bud Light. Here we go, here we go. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. And Mr Dolan, how about yourself? I've got nothing to pop open. I've got a, I've got a glass of wine. I'm, I'm on the red wine tonight. 
So, cheers. Ooh. Cheeky wee Beaujolais. And for, for me, I'm, I'm trying to fit in with the, the California lifestyle. So, I'm sitting here, I've got a mango and passion fruit smoothie. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So, very Californian. So, cheers, mm-hmm. everybody. Cheers. Have you got a little umbrella in that? Um, no. <laughs> I've got some cranberries sitting next to it that I might chew on oh, later that's on. very Californian. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so as we said, we're, we're going to do a little bit of a, a beginner's guide to, to Disneyland and the Disneyland Resort in, as a whole. We've looked at a couple of things that we, we kind of gloss over sometimes because we aren't that okay. So we have done a, a little bit of research. I know that's not the, the usual disaster dark way, but we have, have done a little bit of research this time. But to start with, we're, we're going to look at the, the kind of general park stuff, I think, um, and just look at some of our favourite bits of the park, some of the bits that we find unique, and and also look at some of the things that are, are the same, but maybe have some slight differences and, and things like that. So we're going to start by looking at the, the probably the unique, our favourite unique attractions at, at Disneyland. Um, we start at the front of the park, and we note that Main Street and the castle are quite a bit smaller than the Walt Disney World. Don't take that as a, a slight. It's still absolutely beautiful. Um, still one of my favourite. In fact, it's probably my favourite Main Street and, and castle just because it is the original. Um, mm. and it does. It does feel so much like it's still Walt Disney compared to yeah. to the the other parks where they're really quite large and. And imposing, whereas this still feels like it's Marceline with a, a fairy tale castle at the end of the street. Mm. It is quite a shock, though, isn't it? When you, I mean, if you're used to Walt Disney World and the first time you uh, walk up Main Street, you, you're like, "Where's the castle? Oh, oh, mm. oh, there it is. Ah, yeah. okay. It's, it's like a large bungalow, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And I, I was actually because I'm I'm planning a trip to go back next year. I, a couple of days this week, I've sat and watched some of Tim Tracker's videos from when they went out there. Um, mm. And I'd forgotten just how quick it is to walk underneath the castle and you're out the other side. Literally, it's about 10 seconds compared to a, yeah. a lot of the other ones. When you obviously walk Disney World, a lot of the time you can't walk through it anymore mm. because of the, the shows they put on in front. But even Disneyland Paris, it's got a whole big display inside the, the castle. Um so it is, it's just an amazing thought that you just, you're kind of in fantasy land before you even think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, definitely. I mean also, with Main Street, it, there seems to be sort of more shops, but they seem to be sort of smaller. Would that be yeah. fair? Yeah, definitely. I, mean, uh, I think they've got, Disneyland's got to be the only one that has a magic shop, hasn't it? I can't remember the others having magic shops. No, and, and that's the thing that's that I've... a I've, long time. No, the, the thing that I've heard come up recently is, obviously, Walt Disney World, those shops used to be, like, single shops, and now they've mm. kind of just been lengthened, so it's one shop on either side. Mm-hmm. Not true. Yeah, yeah, whereas Disneyland, they are all individual shops, mm. which is still wonderful, because they've all got their own own little themes, as you said, the magic shop, you go back in history and one of the shops used to sell underwear. <laughs> yeah. Used to yeah, sell bras. Is. And it's, you just look back and you think, wow, 
who'd have thought that? A, a cigar shop on Main Street as well, and and things mm. like that. It's, and and that's where obviously the 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 Indian that sits on Main Street comes from. He used to sit outside that that cigar shop. Mm. Um, mm. Just just looking at that, and it, it, it is amazing. And you walk down there, and you do still feel like you could just bump into Walt Disney, like he'd, he'd walk well, out. Well, that's it. You know. Also, don't forget you've got his apartment. Um, in Disneyland, which you can visit on select uh, tours. Yeah. Um, obviously, the, the, he he had an apartment built in in uh, Magic Kingdom, yeah. uh, and it's still there. But he never got to see it. He never got to use no. it. No. Mm-hmm. And and um, we'll talk about another one of his apartments later on. I think it will come up with one of the the attractions that are in other parks, but probably is done better. And we'll we'll come to that later. I'm sure. Um, so moving out of out of Main Street and and let's start talking about those unique attractions that you can't find anywhere else. Paul, is there an attraction that that stands out for you that's that's not anywhere else or not in one of the parks that possibly our our listeners had been to? Yeah, yeah, there is definitely. Um, for me, uh, the one that that stands out. I mean, th- there are lots of good attractions in Disneyland, but for me, the one that stands out is actually the Indiana Jones ride in in the Disneyland park. And, and I know it's based on the same tracking system that you've got in Walt Disney World on Dinosaur, but it, it looks and feels totally different. Um, it's, there's just it feels huge inside. It's like yeah, you know, it's like caverns. Um, I just think that's a that's a great ride, great queue. Um, just just love that attraction. Yeah, I was going to say the the queue is fantastic. I love that queue. The, mm. the two snakes that sit outside the temple. It's just a great theme, and especially towards Indiana Jones, who obviously hates the shit out of snakes. I just I think that's just great. <laughs> and, yeah. and we talk about the queue as well. The of course the the car that was used the the jeep. That was used in um, one of the films actually sits in the queue, which mm. a lot mm. of people weren't convinced by. But when you look at them, the, the pictures side by side, it quite clearly is the same one that they used. Right. Um. See now, I love this attraction and I love the queue, mm. and it gets compared to Dinosaur, and Dinosaur's queue is pretty naff. But I do think the dinosaur ride is just slightly better. The actual ride. I think it used to be. For me, it's you know they've they've sort of teamed up a little bit. It used to be a bit scarier, and it was I thought yeah. it was better when it was scarier. But it's still a good ride. It's still one of our favourites. We always we always do dinosaur when we go. But but mm. I just I just thought the Indiana Jones. I mean, a I loved that movie. I went to see that movie, you know, when it when it came out in the cinema and. Uh, I love the movie, so so it was always going to be a you know a, a favourite of mine. But uh, but yeah, I just I just thought it was so different, and uh, I don't think it exists anywhere else, does it? In any of the other parts? There's a version of it in Tokyo. Um, Is there? But it's actually bizarrely, it's called Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm. Before oh, oh, that was a movie. Before the film came <laughs> out, it was it was it was there way before the film was ever even thought of. Um, Gosh, which is just random, and obviously before Disney even owned Indiana Jones and and things like that, it was where mm-hmm. the name came from. No idea, but again, it is it's themed towards aliens. Yeah, um, but mm. 
whether George Lucas had something to do with it, I'm guessing he probably did, because at the time he still owned it. I would imagine mm-hmm. he had he had something to do with it. Um, but yeah, as you say, it's one of those ones. It's always got a, a long queue. If you can if you can max pass it, would be I would imagine much easier. Um, but yeah, I've I've queued in there for probably two hours. Mm-hmm. The first time we went on that, but as you say, the, the queue is well themed, so it's not mm. overly bad to queue for that long. No, it's not a bad yeah. queue to be inside because it's sort of inside outside yeah. a lot of it, isn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. So. So, Chris, have have you got a a favourite unique attraction at, at Disneyland? Um. What? Yeah. See, some of mine are in in the other park. I mean. I I think um, that there. Um, I mean, I I quite like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Mm. I mean, I know it's 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 more of a kiddies ride. It's not overly long, but it is a bit mental. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it's better than the one that they had obviously years ago back at the Magic Kingdom. Um, and as people say, where else at Disneyland do you get to go to hell? <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly that, um, but I I do think that quite a few of their attractions are better versions, if you like. Yeah, like Pirates and Haunted Mansion. Yeah, and yeah, and Pirates talk- is the one. So Paul. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, and we'll 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 talk about those later. But obviously, as you say, Mr. Toad had a, a really big following. Um, it was people were devastated when it closed at Walt Disney World, and, and still are. To mm. this day, and they they still moan about it that it's it's gone. Um, I've actually not been on it. Um, I've I've watched God knows how many ride throughs of it because it is one of those iconic attractions, but never actually been in the park and and been on it. So that's that's one that's going to be on the list for for our trip next year. Mm. Yeah. Um, for me, the the ride that I was going to pick, I'm actually going to go all the way to the back of the park, and I'm going to pick Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin. Um, where else can you find a other than there is a, a replica of it in Tokyo? But as I said, not many of our listeners will have been to Tokyo. I'm sure we we haven't. Um, but there is a version of it there. But where else can you find a Roger Rabbit themed attraction? Um, other than mm. Toontown, um, yeah, just a, a really fun ride with with great characters. Those those characters, despite the fact that they it didn't do overly well, and obviously they had issues trying to do a sequel and and things like that. Those characters are still beloved, and and I still love watching that film. I still think it's a great film, and and that just just reminds me of it. And I think that the whole little area that it's in is is really good as well. Um, really well themed and and originally that whole area was meant to be Roger Rabbit um, the rest of the really? town should have been Roger Rabbit and they they gave up when they realised the issues with the film um, yeah so that's yeah I love that movie I think it's a great movie yeah and Jessica Rabbit her barber unless you see the one in <laughs> Paris then it's not that's just really scary um <laughs> But yeah, I think I think that gives a really good feel of the the Disneyland attractions, um, the, the unique ones. I think there's only one one more that we could probably really bring up that that stands out as being a really different ride to anywhere else, and that's 
obviously the the iconic one that you can see as you look down Main Street, and that's the Matterhorn bobsleds. Uh, yeah. See, I I like the ride. Well, I like the attraction, but I don't like the ride. Actually, the actual ride vehicles. Yeah, it's, they're not not great. Uh, <laughs> I have to be honest. They 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 rattle the crap out of you. Mm. Oh, they yeah. do. I mean, I've had, yeah. as you know, back problems. I think, I think you have as well. Yeah. And it, it just, it's just, you just can't ride it if you have any sort of slight back issue. Oh, mm. No, it really is one of those, those rides. Yeah, ripping. it is. Um, and but, I'm surprised more people don't get their fingers chopped off on it as well. Uh, the, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure there's a story of someone having their head chopped <laughs> off, isn't there? I think it was the. I'm sure it was the Matterhorn. It may not have been, but because um, they stood up in their car. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. God. So it's, it's, I was watching Family Guy and I saw Stewie get his head taken off on uh, Splash Mountain. <laughs> oh yeah, I've yeah, seen that one. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of stories of people being decapitated and and things <laughs> like that back in the, back in the day. Not so much now. Yeah. I think I don't think they'd get away with it now. But back in the fifties and sixties, I think there was um, there was less safety precautions back then. Oh uh, God! A, a dragon needs a slight bit of flames on its head, and it's well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing, and and it, that doesn't look like it's coming back anytime soon. Uh, That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the other one. Uh, this is a true story. We stood in the queue for 20,000 leagues under the sea. And so you stood in the queue and there's the huge lagoon and you can see the submarines. You can see people get in the submarines and then they close the hatch and the submarine goes around the lagoon on the surface. So at no point does the submarine actually dive below the surface, right? Mm. And we got and we got in the submarine and they shut the hatch. But there is an effect when you're in it that makes you think the bubbles come up past the past the porthole and it makes you think that you are diving. And my wife had a panic attack. And oh, she, no. she, she grabbed me and she's like, "How are we going to get out? How are we going to get out?" And I, and I said, "Look, <laughs> you just spent 45 minutes in the queue watching these things going around. They don't actually go under the water, remember?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, oh. panic attack over." <laughs> yeah, and of course that's, you... that's been upgraded now, hasn't it? It's now Nemo. Another, I suppose we should bringing that up. It's a good idea because it is a, a unique attraction that isn't anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. ever ride the one in Orlando? I think we caught like right at the end of it. I think we did. Yeah. And then I remember when it was sat idle, and then I remember when they drained it, and they used it as a meet and greet for uh, for Ariel. Ariel, yeah, yeah. I remember it being a bit of a, uh, a funny one because you could at any point just look up at the driver, mm. and you could see Sky. Yeah, that's right. So it's a bit it's a bit pointless, really, isn't it? All the effects. <laughs> yeah, it, is. it certainly conned my wife though. <laughs> she fell for it. <laughs> Bit like the hydro layers in in, uh, in the living seas. Do you remember oh, the hydro layers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you basically didn't go anywhere, but made you think you did. So, I, I remember being in the hydro layers and people people actually um, sort of pinching their nose and puffing up their cheeks, trying to equalise <laughs> their pressure. <laughs> oh. Some people, you just uh, sometimes you just don't quite understand what they're thinking. Yeah, you know, that's what people watching is for, I'm sure. 
Yeah. So, so kind of moving on from from that, and let, let's look at the the individual lands, and and I think they are very different in their own ways. Obviously, a lot of them are the same, um, but they're very unique in their own ways. So, so Chris, for you, what what land do you love? going to with your favourite attractions or just a place to sit or or even favourite restaurants or bars as such? Oh, gosh. I, it's, it's a tricky one, really, with uh, with Disneyland because it's sort of very, very compact and it has a lot more... I mean, for example, probably my favourite is Fantasyland purely because you can take ten steps in any direction you want and you'll fall into an attraction. Hmm. I mean, there are that many attractions in Fantasyland, aren't there? Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. it's testament to Walt's original um, idea, if you like, with with his fascination with transport. With when you're in Fantasyland, you just look around. You, you've got all these different. You've got these boats and trains, and uh, I mean, do they still have the old ski lift thing going across? Is that still there? No, I think. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. No, yeah. but you know, it's, there's just so much crammed into that park generally and I think Fantasyland is is just very good planning of how much stuff you can get into a theme park um, but it's all good stuff good quality stuff um, I mean I mean Fantasyland is probably not my favourite but I think that I think that sort of it sort of is the the whole idea of of, of, of uh, Disneyland is, is sort of contained within that land but I yeah. think my actual favourite is um, the what do they call it? The um, the New Orleans area. Yeah, New Orleans Square. Yeah, in New Orleans Square. Yeah, that's probably mm. my favorite. I like the shops there. I like the restaurants, and um, yeah. I like Pirates Ride. Yeah. Yeah, that that's my wife's favorite. She absolutely loves wandering around New Orleans Square, mm. especially mm-hmm. especially during Halloween and Christmas. The the decorations in that area are absolutely fantastic. Um, mm. they put a, There's so a, many like. Sorry, I was saying there's so many like little nooks and little corridors and back alleys and things, yeah. aren't there? Yeah. And I, th- I think it's become a little bit less like that now because they changed the entrance to Club 33, didn't they? Um, a few years back, and I think it's kind of changed it a little bit that you can't go everywhere that you used to be able to go to. But but yeah, that, just that whole area, obviously with pirates, and then at the at the back you've got Haunted Mansion as well. Um, mm. It's just uh, yeah, they r- really did cram the best attractions in there. Yeah, and Haunted Mansion, the facade on Haunted Mansion is completely different isn't it, from yeah. from the others. I mean, well, pa- Paris is obviously different as well, um, but this one is like a, a sort of antebellum plantation type house, isn't it? Yeah, which really yeah. fits in with the the theme of the whole area, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Paul, how about you? Are, are you same the same with New Orleans Square, or yeah. have you got another? No, it would it would be New Orleans Square for me for the same reasons, really, and and also just because it is unique, you know, or or, or at least different from um, from Walt Disney World in Florida. But I mean, just generally in the park, one of the things I w- I would say is it, it does have a different feel to Walt Disney World. Obviously, it's it's more compact and smaller, but but it's it is always been known as a locals park so they're and I think A because it's Walt's original park B because it is a locals park so to get the locals coming back 
there are certain things that you you do differently. I think. So one of the things I really liked about it, it was was literally wandering around because there's a lot more uh, kind of live entertainment, streetmosphere type stuff. You know, the vehicles going up and down Main Street, which you don't see so much now at Walt Disney World, and just little you know little things going on, character meet and greets and um you know bands and things like that so uh really it is really a nice part to just hang out basically yeah but mm. I, I was going to bring up talking about the transport the, the train there is is fantastic and i know chris one of the trains is named after you um, mm. i know you brought that up. i know i was pretty the, surprised the ep ripley and it's even included okay. in the in the soundtrack when you buy the soundtrack it's actually that's the train that is is called out on the soundtrack really uh, as the train that's leaving the station mm. um, from Main Street, and just that that train kind of touches on every single land. Whereas Walt Disney, Walt Disney World, it doesn't quite touch everything. I just mm. feel that, that that the train going going around the berm at, at Disneyland kind of t- gives you a chance to see every single land. Mm. Um, and and talking of New Orleans Square, that that train station that's kind of right behind Haunted Mansion. Is one of my favourites. Mm. I love getting off there and being out, or even just going mm. through there and being able to see the whole of New Orleans Square in front of you. Is mm. it's just a beautiful sight, and I I'll always remember kind of seeing the Haunted Mansion holiday overlay from from yeah. the train the first yeah. time, and and thinking, wow, this is something completely different that I've never seen before. Um, and I mean, I I also like that with New Orleans Square in particular more than perhaps all the other lands. Is it's kind of like a little bit more, um, it's got a little bit more patina to it. It's a little bit sort of dustier, a little bit more authentic in that regard, and it looks its age. Yep. I mean, Main Street as well does look its age, and it and it gives it that kind of slightly more authentic feel than Walt Disney World, where it has such a large footfall and it gets redecorated and cleaned, mm. you know, far yep. more I think than perhaps Disneyland does. But it gives it that kind of more authentic feel. That, you know, there's a few stains on the carpet or, you know, it's, it's not quite painted properly or, you know, it's just stuff that, that, you know, perhaps Walt never got around to doing, you know, but it kind of gives it that more unique feel. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. And, you and know, New Orleans Square well, would have come up for me as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be a little bit different. I probably would have said Toontown. Um, I like the kind of higgledy-piggledy feel of it. It kind mm. of, and that feels like Walt's early cartoons. That it's all kind of a, a bit of a mess. But I think I will probably, I'll probably go with there Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Just uh, after it stepped back from that that retheme that they did um, a while back that that didn't work. Um, new Tomorrowland, and they they kind of went back to their original look. I just kind of like the kind of. It feels futuristic, like it's on top of you. Like, it's growing around you. Yeah, um, that's a good point. And with all the bits and pieces going above you and, and things like that. And obviously a lot of those those rides, like the People Mover, is gone. Uh, the Rocket Rods have gone. Um, but the, 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 the infrastructure is still there above you. And it kind of feels like there should be spaceships zooming around above you and, and things like that. And I, I just love that. And I love that the focal point of having Space Mountain right in front of you. As you as you mm. walk in, it, and you can you can still see it. It's whereas you walk into to Walt Disney World Tomorrowland, and it's got that 
where Buzz Lightyear and and Stitches mm. kind of blocks that that view. Um, and well, just, you, you've got a purple wall. Well, yeah, purple wall <laughs> with diamonds and things all over it now. Um, but yeah, I just I just love the aesthetics of of Tomorrowland at, at Disneyland. Um, despite the the rides not really being much different to what what you've got at Walt Disney World. Um, I actually prefer Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters to the to the Walt Disney World version. Not that there's much difference, but I just I like the queue a bit better and uh, and it tends to work better um, than the Walt Disney isn't, World one does. Isn't their Space Mountain also better? Yes, for yeah, me it is. It is yeah. It's it's Smoother. single single line, I believe. Yeah. Um, it's just just much better. It just it's so much more comfortable. Um, even more so, I think, than, than Disneyland Paris. I know Disneyland Paris gets a, a lot of rave reviews, um, but that still shakes me up a little bit compared to the Disneyland one. And, of course, they've had Hyperspace Mountain and a much better version of Hyperspace Mountain than, than Paris. Well, that's... You know, they do seem to have more overlays there for the holidays, don't they? Yeah, well, yeah. of course, they have Ghost Galaxy as well for, for Halloween on, on Space Mountain, so... They definitely have got a, a lot better options over there. For that was my f- that was my first ever ride on a Disney park with Space Mountain in California. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. It was. Uh, we were there for rope drop, and uh, the person I was with had been before. I'd never been, and they said, "Right, let's get to Space Mountain first. So we legged it to the back of the park and rode Space Mountain about three times. <laughs> <laughs> Top tip. Yeah. So, as I mentioned, and um, we've mentioned in conversation, there are a few rides that are that are the same, um, but are probably done better at Disneyland. As we've mentioned, Space Mountain there, and, and we brought up uh, Pirates and Haunted Mansion. So, the, obviously, the the thing about Pirates is that uh, it was originally built for that park. Um, it was always intended to be a pirate's attraction as such. Originally, it was meant to be a, a type of wax museum in, in the first place, and and obviously it progressed into to using some of the, the technologies that they, they'd come up with, whereas the Walt Disney World one was never intended. Mm. Um, and it, it kind of feels like that it was shoved into somewhere that it really didn't belong, and that sounds like Craig is on the show. Um <laughs> but but the the Disneyland one just feels complete for me. I love that yeah. that feeling of walking in that first bit and you actually see the boats go past you as you're right. queuing and I I just I love I love that feeling that you're kind of already connected to it before you're even on the ride. Yeah, and from what I remember it's been it's obviously been a few years since we've been there but I think at the beginning you, you, you go through an area, like a swamp area, and you've got the tables from the Blue Bayou restaurant. Yeah. There, you, so you actually go through the restaurant and, and I know they've got something like it at Disneyland Paris, but it isn't, it isn't half so good. No, it's, it's really not. Um, yeah. I totally agree. Um, and generally, again, the, the same thing with, with Haunted Mansion, obviously, it was, it was always meant for that park. They, they had plans right from, from opening day that there was going to be mm. some kind of haunted attraction. And that went through a lot of 
variations over the years and it's something that I've I've kind of become a bit fascinated with. I know friend of the show Jason Sorrell wrote a book about about the haunted mansion and all the all the different versions and I became really really fascinated with that. Um and just again as as you mentioned before Paul that the facade of it is just fits so well. Um and obviously, there's extra scenes in the in the Disneyland one as well. Obviously, they brought back the the Hatbox Ghost. Now he's he's back mm. in there, which was which was missing for a long time. Yeah. And he, he's really good as well. They sort of refurbed him a bit. Yeah. yeah, I've actually got a Disney tradition that's sitting on my shelf of the Hatbox Ghost. Um, just they tend to have been, and it's these two rides, in fact, the Pirates and Haunted Mansion, that have become. Like the park exclusives of the Disney Traditions by Jim Shaw, um, and mm. so far I've I've kind of collected the Haunted Mansion ones. I'm still missing missing one. I'm missing the Hitchhiking Ghosts, um, but I've got I've got the the organ player from the from the ballroom scene, uh, and I've got the Hatbox Ghost. Um, I've got to pick up those Hitchhiking Ghosts at some point. But last time I was in the States, they'd sold out, um, mm. so I didn't, okay. didn't get him. And, and again, Pirates have got. Um, a couple of exclusives. They've got the the prisoners with the dog with the keys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also they've got one of the pirates on the the cannon. So they're obviously the really iconic attractions that that originated at Disneyland, and and I don't think they've been bettered. Well, the the only the only downside with their attraction is their queue is pretty boring, but. They're, they do have a restaurant like Disneyland Paris inside the ride, which is pretty mm. cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, uh, it's famous for the Monte Cristo sandwich. Oh, either God, of, don't. Either of you tried that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a heart don't. attack on a plate. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, their gumbo is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's certainly something t- telling of, of that that people complain that there isn't one at Walt Disney World inside the, the ride, so that's very much telling. And as I, I brought up before, over at Tomorrowland, you've you've obviously got the different version of Buzz Lightyear and, and Space Mountain, which again are both... Buzz is, is similar, but I just, I just like the style of it a bit better, and, and Space Mountain being a, a very different ride as such compared to, to elsewhere. That uh, going back to that restaurant, is it called the Blue Bayou or is that the yeah. Paris one? Yes. No, that's right. It's the Blue Bayou. Yeah. Yeah, I always get muddled up. The, the funny thing about that restaurant is that you walk in and it is pitch black, isn't it? It's it's not like it's like yeah. the Mexico Pavilion where it's sort of pre-evening, it's sort of <laughs> early evening. It is pitch black in there yeah. and it's all sort of lit with different lanterns and things. But That's the problem right. is, is we're, 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 while you're in California, you walk out of that restaurant after having lunch or something, and then it's like bright sunshine, and you see yeah. all these people stumbling out as if they're pissed, you know, <laughs> trying to see where they're going. <laughs> so. Yeah, quite right. But that's uh, that's what I like about it. It is, it is totally immersive and totally themed on the ride, you know? Mm. It's just like little tiny little lamps yeah. lighting up the table. I believe they actually do give you lights now to be able yeah. to read them. Yeah, um, yeah. As people were complaining. Yeah, 
And I think that's they don't want that. They don't want people pulling out their phones and and using yeah. them to read. So they're actually giving you themed lights now to be able to read. Right. Um, Have you ever seen the menus in La Cellier? Not been in there. Them. They they have uh, you know like some menus you open them up like a book. Well, with uh-huh. these with their ones you open them up like a book, but underneath the menu is like an LED, like a. All right. And it's the the, the menu is lit, so you don't have to get your phone out or. All right. Yeah. Was there any? Long time. Any other attractions that are, that are in multiple parks that you think Disneyland does better? Um, I'm struggling to remember Big Thunder Mountain. I think it's quite similar, isn't it, Big Thunder Mountain? It's fairly similar to... Uh, it's got more bells on Disney World, doesn't it? Yeah, I yeah. think it's, it's got some of the, the same special effects that Disneyland Paris has got, which is yeah. a whole other story at the moment with that. Yeah. I don't know whether either of you heard about what's happened with the the refurb that they did at, at Disneyland Paris. Um, no. They no. they found that the the trains go too fast. What? Yeah, they um they tested them and they thought it was okay, but they've actually found that the the tracks and the the trains are causing the trains to go faster than they should be. Which is why oh. they why they have a lot of downtime. <laughs> Since they've oh, reopened, right. so that's um, that's been apparently worked on. They also found that they've got a leak in the lake around it that they're trying to fix currently. All right. Without having to drain it again, because it was drained for for nine months while they were doing yeah. the refurb, and they don't really want to drain it again. Oh golly! So the, you do get wet on that one, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Very similar to, to the Matterhorn, in fact, when you hit that, that bottom bit, you kind of go into a dip yeah. uh, that oh, yeah. catches the, the lake as you go go through it. So, mm-hmm. other than that, I think the dark rides, and I think they're, they're very similar. Um, Obviously oh, still got Snow White. Yes, they have still there. got Snow White, which Paris has got as well. Um, mm-hmm. Have they got Splash Mountain there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they have. Yeah. yeah, I've never, never ridden it, but I believe it's not as good as the Florida one. No, again, I think that was that was one that was kind of shoved in. Um, they hadn't really planned for it. It was it was originally planned for for the part that they were going to put elsewhere, I think. Um, mm. And then when they realised they weren't weren't going to build it, they they wanted to get it into a park somewhere, and at that point they they shoved it into Disneyland. Um, so yeah. yeah, it probably it probably does lack a bit of space compared to to Walt Disney World. Mm. Yeah, and of course one of the other rides that's that's also there is um, the Jungle Cruise, yes. and um, obviously that was the first Jungle Cruise. But because uh, Walt Disney or Disneyland is so close to LA and Hollywood, there's a lot of uh, you know, wannabe actors and comedians that have actually been Jungle Book skippers or uh, Jungle Cruise skippers, like Steve Martin, for example. He was a Jungle Cruise skipper. Yeah, was it Mr. Lasseter as well? Yes, I think so. Yeah, his Disney career started. He was a Jungle Cruise skipper, and Steve Martin, yeah. in fact, worked in the, the aforementioned Magic Shop, mm. where um, his first job was at Disneyland. I yeah. hope it's still. I hope it's still there that Magic Shop because I heard the rumor they were going to shut it, but. 
I think I've still seen it. I'm sure it's it's still there. I'll I'll tell you next year. I'm yeah. sure I'll, yeah. I'll say covers it. Um, but yeah, I think that that kind of covers Disneyland. That's taken a bit longer than than I expected it to. We uh, mm-hmm. we uh, got stuck into that, and we're going to cross the Esplanade, and and this is a little bit a little bit more difficult because California is a fairly new park. Um, in relative terms, compared to to a lot of the the parks, only only really the the studios at at Walt, uh, Disneyland Paris and and probably um, that's really it in Shanghai. Um, California Adventures, one of the newest parks that they've they've opened and and went through a massive change after originally opening. It's it's a very different park now, and it's even different to the last time that I visited. Um, mm. And has some some very unique attractions. It doesn't have a lot of rides that are in other parks. There's probably I think Ariel's under underwater adventure or or whatever it's called is is really the only one that's the same in Tower of Terror used to be obviously, and now that's that's very different and and unique. And the whole park is is very unique and is is undergoing another change in the in the coming coming years. Um, I know. Have you guys? Neither of you guys have been since Cars Land opened, have you? No, I've been. You've been. So yes. let's let's have a a little talk about Cars Land then, because I've not been either. The last time I went, they were they were building it. We could see it, um, and it was going through the change at the front of the park as well, with with Buena Vista Street being rebuilt and and the entrance mm. changed. So, so Chris, you've got the the latest knowledge of that park and uh, so let's talk Carsland and and your feelings Cars, about that well Carsland is beautiful it really is beautiful and it's even more beautiful um at night it, it really is i mean i have no real affection for the cars movies i think they're all right you know they're not my best uh pixar movies but that actual land is so close to what you see in the film um it is it is really good and it's got a few minor attractions and the shops aren't very good and the food's not that great but it does look just like the film and it it is really beautiful at night they have it all lit up specially um but at the end of the sort of like the main street if you like of that land um they've got a really really good e-ticket with that um what, what is the ride called? It's called... Um, Springs Racers. Radio Springs Racers, yeah. It is really good. I mean, it's it's basically they've taken Test Track and made it really good, which is something that, you know, we see on the Universal show, this is the sort of thing they should have been doing at Universal Orlando for Fast and the Furious. Mm. You know, complete open goal they've missed. But it is really good. And the animatronics, you'll be so surprised, are actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do it. I really don't. They actually make these things look like they're talking to each other, and I just don't know what they're doing to do that. But it, it, it's I can't I can't tell you enough. It is it is fantastic that ride, and the land yeah. itself is, is is very good. Yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm a massive good. massive fan of the soundtrack um, of the, the the land more than the more than the film. Um, I was brought up on fifties rock and roll. Um, mm. So it's absolutely perfect for me, and in, in fact, one of my my favourite bands are included on on the soundtracks multiple times. Um, in the Stray Cats, um, they're they're in that soundtrack, and I think they're they're used in in both the day and the nighttime soundtracks. So so that's great, and and it's it's the big reason why we're 
we want to go to Disneyland, um, to the Disneyland Resort next year. Is um, my little boy's a huge Cars fan. I was, as, oh, as you said, it. as you said, Chris was never a, a massive lover of the films um, until he came along, and he he can watch them back to back. We've got cars all over the place um, oh. from the films, so he's going to absolutely love it when we go out there. So that's it's one of the massive reasons why why we're going back there. I mean, it's very similar in, in some ways to Avatar in as much as it's beautiful during the day, but then when you go there at night, it feels completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely like to see that. I mean, everybody... We had Wendy on recently, and she also was raving about it, and I've never heard anybody say anything other than they've done a fantastic job on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, as I said, there, there's multiple unique attractions at California Adventure and as I mentioned the the retheme of Tower of Terror we've we've talked over that so many times about whether it's going to other parks or or anything and I know none of us have obviously been on it but I know we're all huge Marvel fans we all love the Marvel fans and and really looking forward to seeing what they've done with this obviously the, the animatronics inside we've we've all seen them the the rocket raccoon animatronics um, and it's another ride that gets an overlay uh, at Halloween, um, where they monsters unleashed, I believe it was called. So it's it's really taken a, a life of its own after so much backlash in the first place of it changing. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty controversial, wasn't it? Um, I still think it looks terrible on the outside, but um, obviously better at night. But um, since since it's opened, I've actually. I resisted the Guardians of the Galaxies movies originally until eventually Nick uh, kind of um, I gave in and, and, and watched them at Nick's recommendation and I've got to say now that, that they're probably just about my favourite Marvel movies both of them so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this one now. I'm a bit of a convert although just don't touch the Florida one okay yeah they can, they can have the Paris one Paris one can go. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the, um, the Paris one is a carbon copy of the Disneyland one. Yes. Yeah. And they're both not as good as the Florida one. Yeah. So I think in terms of them plussing the Disneyland one with Guardians of the Galaxy, I think that's got to be a home run. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it, well, I wrote it before and it, it was all right, but you think, oh, God, you know, the Florida yeah. one's so much better. Yeah. So add that to it, I think it's great, you know. Yeah. I hadn't I done the Florida version until 2014. First time I went, it was it was so busy because it was Christmas. We went on Boxing Day. The mm. first time we went to to Hollywood Studios, and the, the queue was just ridiculous. It obviously, I know that at that point that was that was 2008. So it had been open a while, but it was still massively popular, um, and we were just like, we're not queuing for that. And so we didn't do it. And the first time I did it was was in California on my honeymoon, and and that was all I knew at that point until we we did visit Florida and again in 2014 and just completely blew the other two out of the water. Mm. So and I I agree. There's there's absolutely no need to change it in, yeah. in Florida, and I hope they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. So, talking of, of Marvel, they're obviously about to launch into building for the new Marvel Land, or whatever they're going to call it, because they're not allowed to call it Marvel Land. 
um, <laughs> superhero land or or whatever they're going to call it. I'm not sure, um, but obviously that that means we say goodbye to to probably the most kiddie friendly area in in California Adventure, and that's Bugs Life Land or I'm not sure what they call it. But that's that's saying goodbye. Um, <laughs> as as Pixar move into to probably what was my favourite land. In the in the park, and that's that's Paradise Pier as it as it transitions into Pixar Pier. Um, that was the the ride I was going to bring up. I'm I was a huge fan of California Screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of Disney's better roller coasters that they've done. Um, yeah, and it's a real shame that they decided they are getting rid of it in in such that it's it's getting a retheme. I I like the the old school California Funfair version of it. Um, but we're going to get the Incredicoaster as its replacement, um, which I'm the strange one, being a superhero fan. I don't actually like The Incredibles. It's oh, what? My, it's one of my least favourite Pixar films. It's one yeah. of my most favourite. How many times have you watched it, Paul? Uh, three <laughs> or four times now. Oh, okay, well, I can't try that one on you then. No. <laughs> Sam watches it occasionally, but it's just, it just doesn't grab my interest, other than Samuel L. Jackson as Frozone. I, I don't like it much either. Mm. I'm a lone voice. Okay, yeah, we're, we're going to get shot now, me and you, Chris. We're going to get lined up and shot for saying that. I don't care, I still love it. I think it's great. And I'm looking forward to seeing the same one. Mmm. And obviously, yeah. as I said, that whole area is being rethemed. Um, Mickey's Fun Wheel will be renamed mm-hmm. Pixar Pals. That's uh, a scary thing, that Fun Wheel, isn't it? <laughs> I watched a video. It... Yeah, I watched a video the other day. I can't remember who it was that was on it. Oh, it, Tim it Tracker? Was... No, it wasn't. It was Jenny Lynn Knopp that used to be with the right. Diss. Um, yeah. She was out there. A video from a long time ago. I think it must have been just after Cars Land had opened. Mm. And she got on it, and that thing was moving like crazy. Yeah. No chance you're getting me on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when, you know, because it isn't just a, a Ferris wheel. The, the carriage actually slides on those kind of runners. And, yeah. And when it tips and slides, oh, my God, it's, it's pretty scary. Yeah. But I did like it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it looks great. I'm I'm glad that they're keeping it, it looking the same from from that side of the... The pier, I think it, it still looks great. It's still fairly iconic. Mm. Um, it just seems like they're going to change the, the carriages more than anything to, to feature all our favourite Pixar characters. Yeah. Um, obviously, that that's built all around Toy Story Midway Mania, another ride that that's a different version of one we, we see at Walt Disney World. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit more themed to being on the pier, that's why it's got the Midway name to it, where, whereas all the others are just Toy Story Mania. Um, and mm. just that whole area is just going to be rethemed to, to Pixar in general. All the shops will be Pixar-themed. All the the ride, all the, the little games, the little sideshow games are all going to be rethemed to, to Pixar. And I just hope it doesn't lose that feeling that, as I said, it was, it was always my favourite area in, in that park. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that that won't won't change too much. 
for you guys, is there any areas that you you like in in California Adventure? Yeah, well, obviously it's been a while since I've been there, so I haven't seen Cars Land. Um, but the Paradise Pier and Gri- the sort of right-hand side of the park, Paradise Pier and Grizzly Peak, that that sort of area is, was definitely the best when we were there. The where Cars Land is was was just a load of it's a bit like um, uh, what do you call it in uh, the Animal Kingdom. Um, well, you got all the sort of carny rides, you know, and the um, yeah. primeval world and and that sort of thing. It was it was a bit like that. It was kind of bulk standard theme park rides that had been bought off the shelf and then just had a little bit of Disney theming on them. So you could you could see that they'd run out of money there. So I'm really glad that they've that they've brought that side of the park up to um, to to a good standard. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, how about you? Is there any other little areas that you like, or or even restaurants, or or anything like well, that that you'd? I quite liked the. Is it called the Carthy Circle? Yes. Mm-hmm. That restaurant we went there. It was quite expensive, but it was very very good food, and it was a very relaxed sort of uh, a dinner we had there. But that whole area, particularly at night, is also lit up, um, and the shops there. They seem to sell. I think. Disney World seems to sell more sort of homogenized standard Disney fair stuff throughout all their shops, whereas I find Disneyland, sorry, Disney World, that is, Disneyland seems to sell more unique sort of bespoke stuff. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the shops in that area have got some really good stuff in them. Yeah. I, I agree that that area is, is lovely, and, and I know obviously some of that is now going to go away for for Marvel Land as well, I think. No, oh, um, man. But not kind of not the middle stuff. Kind of as you head back towards Monster Monsters Inc. and and mm. that area is is kind of what's gonna gonna go and where the theatre is that that houses the Frozen Ever After show at the moment. I believe is is going to be part of the the retheme. Um, but Carthay Circle and and kind of Buena Vista Street and all, all that area are all all going to survive and and still be that that hub that every mm-hmm. every Disney park kind of needs. Um, so yeah, because it wasn't that long ago that that, that was all redone. Yeah, but as um, I said, when I was there, history. yeah, mm. when I was there, they were doing it. We had to go in through a side entrance. We couldn't go in through yeah. that through that main entrance. Um, yeah. and it kind of came in where Soarinus was, right. where where they used to feed you in when that was closed. So that was that was a little bit mm-hmm. strange. Um, so yeah. never actually seen the main entrance to to California Adventure. Um. So that's another thing to to check off the list. Um, yeah. And kind of. Yeah, it used to be. Um, there used to be a the Aladdin show was there in yes. the Hyperion Theatre. Oh, that's that a was good. Show. Yeah, yeah, it was that really was good. Really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we so saw that. Frozen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, frozen everywhere. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah. Aladdin is a is a is a music. You know, it's a Broadway musical now, so. They were, yeah, they were giving you an almost Broadway musical quality show there, albeit a slightly short version of it, but it I'll was still an what, excellent show. I'll tell you what, that mm. show was is better than the one in the West End. Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. Seriously, yeah. that one that was at California Adventure, which I think was transferred to the Dream or the Fantasy or one of the mm. cruise yeah, ships. Yeah, it's on one of the ships now, I think. Yeah, that show is better than the one at the West End and the one they had in Broadway, honestly. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I, you know, again, that's that's what we thought. The, the sort of live entertainment was absolutely amazing. You know, mm. pot, you know, kind of um, posthumous mention to in the Disneyland part. Did you guys ever see Billy Hill in the Hillbillies in the uh, Golden Horseshoe before yes. they went away? Yes, uh, I believe just, I did. Yeah. I mean, Chris, YouTube them, right? Check them out <laughs> on YouTube. They, I mean, you don't quite get this. this you know, the experience on YouTube, but still it gives you an idea. They were just awesome. That was an absolutely fantastic show. Um, you know, it, that, that's kind of show that I would have paid, you know, 30, 40 quid for a ticket. And, really? and it ran, it ran, you know, I don't know, 10 times a day or whatever it was. Gosh. It was just unbelievably good. <laughs> Sadly gone. So I think that kind of covers the park in general. Um, we've mm-hmm. looked at our, our favourite attractions that we've seen, the, the, the different areas and the parks. Now, something that, that always comes up when we're, we're talking about Disneyland, and that is the new Max Pass, which always comes up and we go, well, we think it's this, but we're not really sure. So I've actually done a little bit of research for this. What? Um, so... For people that that know FastPass, FastPass Plus, Disneyland still has paper FastPasses on a, on the whole, um, but obviously they aren't as as easy available. You can't book them in advance. We're, with MaxPass, what you do is for every member of your party, you pay ten dollars a day, which I think is actually a fairly good price for what what it gives you. Um, because it also includes your photo pass for the day. Oh. So all your photos are included. So what you do, and I've, I've actually done this in, in the last couple of days, I've actually downloaded the Disneyland app. What you do, you can actually pass, uh, purchase your Max Pass in your app. Um, mm-hmm. So then when you go to a photographer, they'll scan your phone and it'll, it'll go onto it. Um, you also book your fast passes on your phone so I think what it says so it's ten, $10 a day if you're an annual pass holder it's $75 for the year if you if you want to keep it permanently or again $10 per day mm. so you still have the option to be able to go and get paper fast passes if you want um, but it's it's kind of a, a general thing where you can you can book your fast pass on the go like you can with with fast pass plus um, but you don't book them in advance you book them as you're in the park so you you bring your app up and it recognizes that you're in the park and right. it'll, it'll tell you what's available on on your max pass so you can go oh I'll have that um, and you can go off and, and do it and you don't have so- to queue. So you don't get you don't get more fast passes, but it but it allows you to book them from your phone, so you don't actually physically have yeah, to go I, to the attraction. And I think there's more availability in the the app than if you go up to get a paper fast pass. I think they kind of limit it right. um, very heavily on the the paper fast passes. Um, yeah. With this, you've got a, a whole lot more options, I think. Um, mm. So yeah. and it does offer some flexibility. Um, means you don't have to, everybody doesn't have to have the same pass, things like that. Um, it also includes Rider Switch, 
which is it's done digitally on your phone. So you can say, oh, there's two people coming, um, but only one's going to ride at a time, and you can tell them in advance. So when you scan in, they know that you're coming. Um, mm. And it really does seem to make things a heck of a lot easier. As I said, it does include the photo pass as well, um, mm. which is great value. For, for $10 a day, you could get loads of photos for that, and I think that's a really, really good deal. Um, mm. So the the whole app itself you can make, and I, I was looking today about making dining reservations. Um, you can do your dining reservations in the app fairly easily. It just tells you what's available on those days with the times. Um, it tells you where the characters are. Um, just uh, It's just a, a very simple app, but does a lot of what you need. Whereas I find FastPass Plus, that, that app's very glitchy at times. Um, you can log in on your phone and it doesn't work. You log in on the website and it works. Mm, um, that's whereas, true. Whereas this seems very, very easy. Um, Drains your battery as well. Yeah. So... I think that gives a, a general gist of what, what MaxPass is. I think it just gives you a bit more flexibility and a mi- bit more availability than, mm. than getting paper ones. But I think you can you can obviously still go and get your paper fast passes if you can't find what you need. But I don't think you would need to. I think you'll probably find that that you'll always find there's more availability on, on the MaxPass than there is with the, fa- uh, with the paper ones. Um but yeah, that's that's really the basic gist of of what MaxPass is. I'm I'm certainly going to at least use it one day while I'm out there. Um, I'll definitely be using it more if if Galaxy's Edge is open, which it should be while I'm out there. Hopefully, they'll be using MaxPass to be able to get in um, to those. Otherwise, it's going to be a pain. Uh, it's likely to be only a, a month or so after Galaxy's Edge has opened while we're out there. Um, yeah. If that, so, but it, I'm sure Galaxy's Edge will be open in time for for the D23 Expo. So fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. So the only other thing that we have before we we move on to a few of the questions was was the hotels in the area. I know we had a, a few questions. I know we had had the question yeah. from from our Amanda herself uh, asked the question Just- about hotels. Just before we we do the hotels, Paul, is it worth just talking about the shows that like uh, World of Colour? Now I've never seen World of Colour. I've not seen I'd it heard either. Good things about it. Yep, there's well, the, you've got the World of Colour at the moment is it's actually down at the moment with the the Pixar Pier mm-hmm. re theme. They've they've taken it down, but they do have different versions of it. They have different tags on it depending on the time of year. Um, mm-hmm. This is on the the massive lagoon that's in in Pixar Pier. Um, it's a, a really a, a water and, and light show. There's there's not any fireworks in it, but a lot of projections onto screens and and things like that. Um, I've watched it. I've watched multiple different versions of it on on YouTube. I've yet to see it because we've and th- this kind of ties into the hotels. We've never actually stayed in Anaheim um, when we've been to Disneyland. We've always stayed in in Los Angeles itself. Um, so we've mm. never actually been there at night to see any of the, the fireworks or the, the nighttime parades. So, so yeah, that's definitely something new to see. Um, currently they've got Pixar fireworks at Disneyland. Um, they had the, the 60th anniversary ones for a while. 
they took them down and then reverted back to the original fireworks from the 1950s hmm. um, for a few months. And now they've they've moved into, with it being Pixar Fest at the moment in in California, they, they've got a Pixar-related fireworks show, which includes the, spoilers, the uphouse flies over the castle at the moment. Um, which yeah. is uh, which is amazing to see. Um, yeah. They've relaunched Paint the Night, the the nighttime parade has just been relaunched. It was originally in California Adventure, now it's at Disneyland, I think, or is it the other way around? No, it's the other way around. I just had to think. Then it was originally at Disneyland, and now they've moved it to California Adventure. They've actually swapped the parades around. Um, the Pixar right. Play Parade during the day is now at Disneyland rather than California Adventure. Um, so there's a lot of, a, a real lot of entertainment, more so yeah. than, than at, at Disney World, I think, with Disney World not having a nighttime parade at the moment. Um, yeah. the, other, and, the other thing is, um, is, and completely different from Walt Disney World, is Phantasmic is in the Disneyland Park. It is, it's on the Rivers of America. Yeah. Um, that came back about, just coming up a year ago. That was down, mm-hmm. obviously, with the the Star Wars construction. They took the they took the Rivers of America down completely, drained it, and rerouted it. Um, yeah. That's back now. Includes um, the Black Pearl makes an appearance now. Yeah. Um, yeah. With Jack Sparrow and Elizabeth Swan featuring on that, it used to be Peter Pan and and Hook and Wendy. Yeah, that was that was actually my favourite part of their version of Fantasmic. Um Obviously, I haven't seen the Black Pearl version, but it was because you're you're basically there's no arena like you've got purpose-built arena. You're you are around the the banks of the rivers of America, and it is it isn't quite as good because there was quite a bit of jostling for space and things like that. We had we were a bit unlucky. We had I think they were Japanese. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably just tarring everybody with the same brush, but there was certainly a group of Asian kids. And they literally just pushed in two minutes before Phantasmic started. I was pretty, pretty upset, but, um, but it is a great show. And the, the, the part where the ship appears is such a shock because it's in complete darkness. And then it suddenly lights up and they're all there in the rigging, Peter Pan, Captain Hook, sword fighting and pirates and things like that. So it'd be interesting to see the, uh, the Jack Sparrow version of that. Yeah, but a lot of people say that Fantasmic's better than the Florida one, don't they? Yeah, in in some ways I think it is. The the, the bit that maybe isn't quite so good is is just the, you know, you need to stake out a spot, a good spot early, and yeah. you know it isn't tiered uh, as you've got in that purpose-built arena. But but I, th- I think there are elements of it, like the pirate ship part which are maybe a little bit better than the Florida version. Yeah, and I know some of the stage work is, is better out there. I know the, the dragon mm-hmm. is is far more complicated than the, the one at Walt Disney World is, which which is strange considering that it's it's a island it's used an island that's mm-hmm. that's used all day, basically, and then they, they kind of move the stage out um once they've cleared the island off. So it's kind of strange that the the stage is is better purpose, I would I would say than the Walt Disney World's is. But yeah, 
But yeah, and I, I think that kind of covers those those nighttime mm-hmm. spectaculars for that. So, as I said, looking at hotels, I've I've never stayed in Anaheim, but you've obviously you've got the three hotels that are on property. You've got Paradise Pier, which is the cheapest, but I would still say was probably a moderate compared to mm-hmm. to Walt Disney World. And then you've got the the two more high end ones. You've got the the Disneyland Hotel. The original, despite the fact that it's not in the original spot anymore. Um, mm. And you've got the newest one, which also includes DVC, and that's Grand, the Grand Californian. Um, I can't imagine I will ever be staying in the Grand Californian at any point, um, having looked at the prices. The Disneyland is possible at some point, and, and Paradise Pier is, as I said, is a moderate. Um, the, the thing that puts me off is, is that used to be a Holiday Inn. And mm. Disney bought it. Um, yeah, we 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 stayed there when when we were there last time. We stayed at Paradise Pier. It, it was good. It, I I didn't know that it used to be a Holiday Inn. You you wouldn't know it. I mean, it is a kind of you know kind of tower blocky hotel, but it's got a nice pool, which is on an upper level. It's got like a side a pool that's on the side at, at, at a third floor level. I think it was. And you can you can watch the fireworks and they pipe in the music. I think we mentioned that recently on another show. But um, but yeah, you, you can you can watch the fireworks, and it's it's a short walk um, to the Disney Disney Village. I think you call it downtown Disney area, um, and it's a short walk to the other two hotels. So it is good. It's um, I, I certainly enjoyed the couple of days that we had there. Yeah, and at some point I'm sure we will stay in, in one of the um, properties. The the next next trip, as I said, for us is, is going to be around D23 Expo, so we're kind of ruling mm-hmm. out staying on site for, for that trip. Um, mm-hmm. And that kind of leads me on, as I said, Amanda asked this question and a, and a few other listeners asked the same question about, about off-property hotels in the area. And, and really there's such a, a wide range of choice in that area. Yeah. Because it's not all Disney property, anybody can basically move in wherever they want. Unless that's uh, come out today, Disney bought a, a hotel a couple of years ago that's that's just off site, the Carousel Inn, um, and that's just been given the go ahead to be demolished. Um, so Disney are buying up some more land. This was originally going to be part of the the new project with a a parking lot on the other side of the of Harbour Boulevard, um, which got Kibosh, and, and we'll talk a little bit about what they've they've done to cover that when we get to the questions, I think. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a real big variation on different hotels. You've got your your usual Motel Six, all the way up to to Hilton's, and and all the like in between, as as well as the the Independents, and and we're kind of looking at at those Independents, and I the one that I've always been recommend is. Um, the Candy Cane Inn is the one that everybody always recommends that I hear. So, so mm. is there? Do you guys know anything about the the offsite hotels in Anaheim? Well, the, the first time we went, we stayed in a Motel Six, and but it was so different then because this was back in '92, and literally, we you would open the door in the morning. It was one of these motels, so the the door opened to a, an external corridor. And right across the street was the car park for Disneyland. And it was just a huge 
tarmac car park. It wasn't multi-story or anything like that. So literally, you could walk across the street, you were in the car park, and to the park. But yeah, there's there's lots of, you know, chain motels and hotels all around the parks, easy walking distance. So tons to choose from, really. Just don't stay at, at one called the Polynesian. Because <laughs> it's nothing like, it's literally nothing like the Polynesian in Walt Disney World. It's got, it, it's just cockroaches and, yeah, it was terrible. Maybe that was a big mistake. Interesting you say that. I've got, I've got a list of the, the top hotels in, in Anaheim. I'm talking of uh-huh. ones that are named after hotels in, in Orlando. The second best one apparently in Anaheim is called the Portofino. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's obviously a, a, a thick strain of certain names being used on different coasts. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah <laughs> just just go out and, and look for yourself and and see what you can find because there is such a wide range of hotels. Mm. I, I don't think we can really point people in any kind of direction because you just don't know what people are looking for when it comes to this. If you're looking at off-property hotels, yeah. So I think that that kind of covers what we wanted to talk about. As I said, we have got some questions, but we are going to go to an ad break first and then we'll come back and answer answer your questions howdy this after dark listeners toy story land is opening up at hollywood studios on june 30th book now for some great summer deals and to see what's new take a ride on the slinky dog dash coaster ride the alien swirling saucers with the kiddos enjoy a new third track on toy story mania and grab a bite to eat at woody's lunchbox Remember, if you book with me, I'll take care of your dining reservations, fast passes, and create a personalized itinerary just for you and your family. Mention this ad to get $25 off your deposit. Reduce stress by letting me do the planning for you. I make the plans, you make the memories. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com and on social media at WPMagicJourneys. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. So the the first question, um, we've already covered this um, from from Laura Macy. Um, the, what attractions does Disneyland Resort do best? We covered that, but she also had a question about Run Disney um, and what are the, the Run Disney races like in, in Disneyland. Well, sadly, at the moment, there aren't any. And, and as I mentioned before, they are doing some work, um, not just in the parks with Star Wars Land and, and Marvel, um, but they're doing some work at Downtown Disney, and they're actually building a new hotel right at the, the gateway of down, Downtown Disney. Um, and this has actually caused Run Disney to postpone all their races for the, for the foreseeable future, sadly. Um, 
because they're not on their own property for a lot of it, they have to arrange this with the Anaheim government. Um, and suddenly they just they couldn't do a deal to to sort this out to to extend their their courses out into the the wider public. Um, so for the at least for this year and probably for the next couple of years there won't be any races at at Disneyland, um, which is sad because I hadn't managed to get out there to do a run at Disneyland. I've done Walt Disney World and I've done Disneyland Paris, but I haven't managed to get out there. Um, so hopefully they'll they'll be back at, at some point in the the next couple of years. So another question from Jake Flores: um, With the climb of intellectual properties making their way to Disneyland California Adventure, do you see a point where nearly all the attractions are IP? Will guests ever be introduced to an original attraction that's not based on a previous property or ride system? What do you guys think? Mm-hmm, I think. I think more and more it's going to be IP either, you know, for the most part, Disney's own IP, I think. I just, you know, when was the last time they introduced something that wasn't IP? Yeah. I'm I, trying I, to remember. I just think the problem we've got in in this day and age is we've got the those original Imagineers were obviously starting from scratch they were having to come mm. up with their own ideas and I think this next generation kind of after the likes of Bob Gurr and and even Tony Baxter have moved on those Imagineers that are now in place have kind of have taken their lead from those guys and, and want to emulate what they're doing and, and kind of want to take the same ideas and, and plus them and I think I think that's where the sticking points come and I at some point, those Imagineers are going to move on, and we'll probably go through that same cycle again, where they have to come up with their own ideas. But at the moment, I think I, I think with Bob Iger in charge as well, and this this isn't anything against Bob Iger, because I think he's done a great job, um, and he's still doing a great job. But I think with him buying up so many different properties, I think they feel the need that they have to to use these properties that they've spent so much money on. Yeah, I yeah. think he, he's actually said in a uh, in a um, earnings call that the aim and mission of the Disney company going forward is to put as many IPs as possible into their theme parks. So yeah, I mean, you know, if paid huge amounts of money, they want to try and milk it for whatever they can get, and then if you're putting in a new raid, you know, you you want to try and make it as attractive as possible so if you tap into an ongoing franchise you've already got a base of people who are into that franchise that are going to come in and raid your raid whereas if you just come up with something original um, I just don't see that happening much these days unless it's just like little kiddie raids that kind of thing yeah. Even, even, but even those are tend to be themed yeah mm. yeah it's it's a shame that that's the way they're going. We obviously, as we've talked about, all those original IPs like Pirates, Space Mountain, Haunted Mansion, uh, it's the staple of, of Disney, but we're seeing change, and it's not change for the, the worst, certainly not, because it's, it's characters that we all know and love that they're introducing, yeah. and that can't be a bad thing either. So 
we'll take it as it comes and we'll keep on keep on going um, yeah. I don't think that'll ever change for for any of us I think we're we're too deeply involved now to to ever say oh, do you know what I've had enough I'm I'm not going to well. go back I think I think for us we're we're very different to to a lot of people that go oh I've seen that before I'm not not going to go back so unless somebody starts up the equivalent of Alcoholics Anonymous for for Disney people <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's our new show. Yeah, <laughs> DA, Disney Anonymous. Yeah, so that that really covers it. It was only a couple of questions. I think we we kind of involved some of the other questions within the the main bulk of it. We had a couple regarding attractions that were the same, but what we what they did better. A couple of people asked that as well. Um, just a couple of of comments as well um, from people. Uh, one of the off-site recommendations from one of our listeners, Steve, um, he recommends uh, the Hyatt Regency Orange County. Um, apparently, only 15 minutes walk from from the parks. Um, he also mentioned that you definitely need three or four days to to do Disneyland and California Adventure justice. Um, yeah. And, and said that there's plenty of good hotels other than the one that he, he recommended without having to, to pay a mortgage to, to stay in them. Um, and that's, that's true. As we said, we've, we've got a whole list of ones that we, we could look at, but we don't know whether you guys would, would kind of want to stay there. So as I said, just go and, go and look for yourself, I think. And in mm. that terms. Did either of you have anything else to, to add about about Disneyland? Just yeah, just just in terms of you know you, you touched on it a minute ago, Paul. You said three or four days. I think that's right. I think you need at least four days, so two days in each park. Um, but that's what you've got. You've got the two parks, the three hotels. Soon to be more than that, and then you've got the the downtown Disney area. So if you're and obviously California is a longer flight, it's about eleven and a half hours versus UK to Florida, which is about nine. So you may be saying to yourself, well, why the hell would I go that much further, you know, for, for something that is only four days? So you really need to look at the other attractions in the, in the area. And, and there are tons, you know. Um, and, and I guess we might touch on that on, on the other show, but, um, you know, there are lots of other things to, that would make it a good, two-week holiday or even we, we went for three weeks um, probably does involve driving though that, that would be the only thing I mean not when you're on Disney property so you can get to Disney property and then you don't need a car in fact you don't want a car um, but for everything else typically in America you know car is the easiest way to get around and, and see things yeah. so that was all I was going to add Chris anything from you? Well, one final thing. I know we've gone on a bit long and we've got to wrap up, but one final thing that is very, very bizarre is the fact that Disneyland has all these little groups and, and clubs yeah. that congregate together and they all wear their own little uniforms. Yeah. It's very, very bizarre. Yeah, we've got <laughs> the gangs. You've got the, the Bat Club, um, the the Goths. They, they did have their own special day at Disneyland, but it's actually been cancelled for... For the future, sadly, due to, to funding issues. Um, 
but you also have Dapper Day. I know is is a known thing in all the parks, but they actually have a convention on in in the Disneyland Hotel um, when they have their Dapper Day, when you can you can go and buy your all your your vintage clothing and and things like that from. So that's again, it, it does just have a, a completely different feel to to the other Disney parks. It very much feels like it is a a people's park more than than the others. Um, it's yeah. more more of a social thing than than a lot of them. Disneyland Paris is is similar in a way, not quite as as similar, but definitely in the same vein. But there really is nothing like like Disneyland. Um, the the only other thing I was going to bring up for people that are staying in the the local area around Anaheim is is Knott's Berry Farm is is just up the road. Um, another wonderful little theme park. Um, cheap, you can get an annual pass for less than a hundred dollars. Um, I'll be taking in at least a day while we're out there to to go and visit Knott's Berry Farm. Um, they've got a ghost town, um, which has now become like a live experience. Um, which I'm looking forward to, to testing while we're out there. And, and just, yeah, just go and give that a go as well. Um, if you find yourself with some downtime and wanting something else to do in the, the local area without having to go very far. So, yeah. I think on that note, I think we've we've covered really all we can for a kind of beginner's guide. Um, we have said we're going to do we're going to do another one over at, at Universal After Dark at some point in the, the near future where we're, We'll talk about Universal Studios Hollywood and and a, a lot of the other Los Angeles stuff and and California in, in general. I think, as as Paul mentioned, there is a lot of driving involved if you if you want to tour California, but it, it's worth it. So we'll we'll have a chat about that. I know we had a, a lot of questions about other other areas in in California that we we'd like to talk about as well. So so that show will cover cover that for you. Um, as we always say, go and buy t-shirts from Spreadshirt. Just search for, for Diz After Dark on there. Um, go and sponsor us on Patreon. Uh, help us out with, with costs and things like that. And you'll, you'll get some exclusive shows and some exclusive merchandise from there. I know Nick's got an advert that, that'll be on the end of this, this episode as well, but I just wanted to say it personally. From my part, thank you very much for helping us all the time. Um, go and listen to all the other shows. We, obviously, the, there'll be more Diz After Dark. I know Nick's posted a pop After Dark on, on this feed as well and in the last couple of days uh, uh, reviewing Deadpool. Um, there's a new Ego that's that's making its way around. There's a new strike to go out that I need to get, get finished. Um, so just listen to all of our, our other shows Go and buy Chris's books. Um, I'm sure you've got a new one coming soon, haven't you, Chris? I'm. I may have a new one or oh. more. Oh. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. To go, go and buy buy those, and as I said, thank you to you guys for joining me. I, I know it's a bit different to what we normally do, um, but kind of we just wanted to to give our our thoughts on on Disneyland as it was passed over on a more regular basis than the other parks. And it is a great, it's a great park, or great parks. Go visit. Yeah. Go now. 
don't book it now. Go to Florida. Yeah, don't think just because you've been to Florida you don't need to go to Disneyland. Go and try it, and I think you'll see what we mean. So, thank you very much, listeners. We'll be back with another show. I think we've got a, an interview coming up um, with a previous guest um, to talk about a new project. I think that'll be coming next week at some point. So, yep, just go and listen to everything you possibly can, and, and we'll be back soon. Um, and thanks for listening. See you soon. See you real soon. <laughs> dilly dilly. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't expect it to go that long. Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? <laughs> well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for your continued support. Podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast.